Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't have that big of a hankering to go to Provo, Utah. So I, I'm, uh, I, I'm, you could count me out on that. So uh, I don't much care. I'm, I'm looking forward to going to all of them, and uh, and can't wait. You know, soon after to be going to all the different SEC venues. So I'm a, I love going to stadiums. I've always loved pulling into other, to opponent stadiums and uh, getting. Uh, the feeling and excitement, and uh, I always enjoyed it. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to all of them, really. Oh, that's funny. Uh, count Coach out on Provo, Utah. How about that? What do you think he has <laughs> against – I'm really interested now. What do you think he has against Provo? The fact that Provo probably isn't uh, stocking rock and roll tequila on the shelves anywhere? Think that's that's the beef? I'm surprised me. Honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea. I think it probably was. Uh, here's the thing: when you've got a beautiful vacation home in Montana, I can the view from Provo really be any better? <laughs> well, it's not. It's at least not as impressive. Like, yeah, I can kind of yeah. look at this whatever I want. That is a that is a fair point. Very fair point. I I, I think his his scale of uh, you know it, it's just different than everyone else a little bit there. But yeah, I don't know. We may have to dig around and see if we come up with with anything else there. Uh, about Meanwhile, Provo, you, you build a stadium around Mount Scott, and the rest of us are like, "God, look at that backdrop, Mount Scott behind the end zone. How right. cool is that?" That's right. Um, Going to be cool. Just a, a, a little bit of change of pace is, is going to be fine. It's going to feel like a really weird year. It's going to feel like you've got five non-conference games and just a very small Big 12 slate. It's not going to really feel like a conference game in year one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's going to be an odd year. Uh, they did hurt his Heisman Trophy quarterback, says Guy from Geyer. That is a very fair point. They did knock out that uh, Sam Bradford. Point. That is a good point. Yeah. But, you know, I'm glad that this is not a neutral site football game. I'm glad that um, hopefully we're going to be going on the road there. At yeah. least that's the rumor. Yeah, so Big 12 schedule not released uh, as of today. Well, I mean, maybe you still got time, but maybe UCF's AD was uh, – maybe he's trolling us a little bit. I asked on uh, social media, since we're still waiting on the Big 12 football schedule release, Sooner fans, what's one team you hope OU plays on the road and one team you hope they play in Norman? We'll go to our Facebook page. Harry says, UCF, I want to do Universal and Disney. And that might be my worst nightmare for uh, that weekend trip. I don't know about you. I don't know. The football a game is people, enough, and having to pack that in too is, um, yeah, it's that that gives me anxiety. It might actually be a decent time to go during football season, like college football, hike school football. School is in fall semester. It may be like the best time to go there. There may not be anyone 
at all well, at any of the parks. I, I got to think that it's always full at Disney World and Universal Studios. Yeah, That's just a guess. Probably so. Just a guess for me. Bert says, got to be BYU on the road. Could care less who we get at home. I would take Cincy or UCF since they aren't the usual suspects. Uh, a few more here. Aaron says, I haven't made it to a game in Ames yet, so I'm hoping the schedule shakes up. Uh, back-to-back years at Iowa State. Mike says, KU on the road, Iowa State at home. Traditional Big 8 conference members, I could care less about the new schools. Kurt says, Houston at home, Iowa State on the road. Anthony says, give us UCF and Norman and BYU on the road. Craig says, at Tennessee and home versus A&M. Which, uh, yeah, there you go. You're starting to get on the right track. You you have yeah. do, do you have one that you prefer? Like, we're both at BYU, but do you have one at home that you care to see or not so much? Um, well, if, if, I'm, if I'm also cooking in that we're going on the road to Cincinnati, then, you know, I, I would – I guess I'd like to see Central Florida. I mean, I think Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU are going to be the three best teams, but – you know, that's just a guess. I don't know a whole heck of a lot about Houston either. So, like, if it was one that I wanted to see at home, maybe UCF. I would say, well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, UCF at home. I- I'm not overly excited about it, but I agree with Bert. It's, it's, at least it's something new. I'm yeah. way more excited about seeing UCF than I am Iowa State or West Virginia or Texas Tech or Baylor or – pretty much anyone else in the league. At least it's something new. I don't think that they're going to bring 5,000 fans here or anything like that, but at least it's a new logo and a new helmet and a new uniform that's here. I'll take what I can get, yeah. I guess. Is is there is there anywhere that you would want to go on the road one last time? Kansas before? State. Yeah, I, I like Kansas State a lot for a football weekend. It's pretty fun. Kansas State's a good time. Now, I know that that recently has been a uh, tough task for OU to go up there and win or just beat those guys in general. But, um, yeah, I've actually had fun in in Manhattan a few times. I'd do that one one last time. Yeah. Kansas State, like, that's a good one. Um, It's the best, in my opinion, um, in, in terms of the other Big 12 schools, it's the best, like, Home field and it's the best like home field environment that I think exists in the conference. Yeah, when that place is is rocking. It's full. It's it's a pretty good atmosphere. Iowa State's a pretty good atmosphere too. I haven't seen it. Yep, it's pretty good atmosphere. Uh, whenever it gets rolling as well, but I guess they're all can be good whenever they happen to have a good team and are in the game and you got Oklahoma in town most places you know fill it out interesting to see what what Kansas does uh if we play Kansas next year and you know they've got Daniels is coming back so see if they've got something rolling whenever we show up in town that could we could see that place in a in a light that we've never seen it before packed and you college know top 25 Kansas on hand college game day will be back yeah. in Lawrence huh uh, let's see. Patrick says OSU fans going to be mad when we get them at home this year. I would love for that to happen, Patrick. I just yeah. don't think that that's going to happen. Doubtful. I'm not buying it either. We'll see. Jim in Arlington, UCF can be a practice run for OU fans in Gainesville. Uh, yeah. 
you know yeah. it's going to be away games at UCF and Houston in late September when it's still hot. <laughs> yeah, accurate. Uh, this one says, don't lie, you want to go to Lubbock. Hey, that might be my second choice behind Manhattan, Lubbock, Texas. You can have fun on Lubbock at, in Lubbock on a game weekend. It yeah. Can, it can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually don't mind going to Lubbock at all. I think the uh, the stadium's nice. There's good food. I mean, to me, it's really not much different than any of the other places out there, Yeah, honestly. Uh, by the way, we mentioned Mount Scott. This is funny. We mentioned Mount Scott, and Dale says, what do you have against Mount Scott? My view listening this afternoon from the kayak. And he sends us a picture, literally listening from the kayak, staring at Mount Scott. I'm looking at it right now. Nice. Have noth- we have nothing against Mount Scott whatsoever. That's awesome. That's cool. You got to love it. Yeah, listening uh, in the kayak is pretty cool. Speaking of uh, the Big 12, um, I want to see if you can guess all of these. 24-7 has their projected starting quarterbacks for next year in the conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's start with Baylor. Who do you think the uh, projected starter at Baylor is next year? (sighs) Shapin' is back. Um, That was a big hint. I, for lack of no other options, uh, options I'll take Shapin. Blake Shapin is their uh, projected starter. BYU, a guy that's been in the portal a lot originally at USC. Um, originally at USC. Well, he started. He started at USC. Been in the portal a few times. Um, gosh, I have no Keaton, idea. Keaton Slovis uh, is the projected starter at BYU. Emory Jones is the projected starter at Cincinnati who played at Arizona State last year. Did he? Yeah, he played at Florida the time before that. Did Emory right. Jones come in late in the Cotton Bowl against OU? Uh, I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think he did, actually. Jeez. So OU might play him again. Donovan Smith, former Tech quarterback, is the projected starter at Houston. So there's a lot of uh, notable oh. names so far. Yeah. Um, okay, that's interesting. Hunter, Hunter Upper Deckers, as we call him at Iowa State, projected starter. Jalen Daniels at KU. Will Howard at K-State. Dylan Gabriel at OU. No Jackson Arnold, according to 24-7 Sports. Alan wow. Bowman at OSU. Chandler Morris at TCU, Quinn Ewers at Texas, and Tyler Shuck at Texas Tech, and John Reese Plumley at UCF, and then Garrett Green at West Virginia. Those are all notable and recognizable names by most OU fans. Uh, yeah, it's a um, very uh, like that's that's not an all name team, but like if you follow the sport closely, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Um, let's see, you had, they had Ewers at Texas, right? You said that, um, any surprises on here? No, not, me? not really, not for me. No. Who, who'd they say at UCF? Who'd you, who was John Reese Plumley? who I think, uh, did he start there last year? I want to say he started no, his career at, at Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He came in, uh, he came in and played pretty well at times whenever Corral went out, didn't he? So, yeah, so he rushed for um, over 1,000 yards as a freshman, so he, he can run quite a bit. He rushed wow. over for over 1,000 yards and he had 12 touchdowns. Dang. Yay. So let's not play UCF. <laughs> let's, let's hope that UCF <laughs> is off the schedule. Dual threat quarterback? No, thank you. 
Uh, it's an interesting group of quarterbacks. Um, I mean, there's some name recognition there for sure. You think Ewers at Texas last the season? No, I don't. I just think there's going to be so much pressure. I think Ewers is going to struggle early. I, I think that he had I, – I, I don't want to compare it to the yips that you had last night with Maher, but the point is, like, once you start to struggle, that really sits in the back of your mind, right? And, and, and I think, obviously, that's a part of the yips and Brett Maher. I think it's in the back of Quinn Ewer's mind how much he struggled last year, and I think you got to magnify that even more now with how much talk Arch Manning has already gotten. He will continue to get Arch. I think yeah. Arch will start at least one game this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's got a weigh on him anytime he messes up, and we'll see what the actual talent looks like with Arch Manning uh, if he's, especially if he show up and shows up and really looks the part. You know, and the team likes him, and he's one of those guys that everyone kind of gravitates towards. And, you know, that he's going to have, just because of the last name, everyone in the locker room is going to want to get to know the kid anyways, right? And just because there's there's already some built-in fame there with the name. So, I don't know. That's, that's going to be an interesting situation. But, man, when I look at this, I see um, Emory Jones, Donovan Smith, uh, Daniels at, at Kansas, Howard at Kansas State, be a good Chandler league. Morris at TCU. Good league for quarterbacks next year, yeah. Uh, Green at West Virginia and Plumlee. Uh, what I'm seeing is a, a league of quarterbacks that can run the football. Yep. Right? And that's that's dangerous. But, yeah, there's some good name recognition there at the top as well. Maybe that's what's taking so long for the Big 12 schedule release. They're gathering all of the other Big 12 quarterbacks at an event, making them do 40s, and whoever runs the nine best 40s at quarterback, that's who OU is going to play next year. Yeah, That's probably uh, what they're doing. Offensive coaches, we need you to submit your uh, offensive playbook, and we're going to force Oklahoma play the teams that have the most quarterback run game. Three installed. cone time, please. We want to look at a little agility here, and the uh, yeah, the the five best runners they'll play on the road, and the next four they'll play those guys at home. Yep. Kidding? I, we'll, I I think I think we're kidding about that. I don't and know. we'll play uh, Daniels in Kansas twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually we'll play Daniels in Kansas. Once, and then Daniels will play quarterback for every other team that plays against Oklahoma hey, the rest of the uh, season. Hey, real quick, a, a, another reason why I think Arch uh, is going to start at least one game next year, or Archibald, as his uh, student ID says. Maybe I'll start just start calling him that now. Uh, if Texas has a you know tough start to the year, and it's not crazy to think that they might. I mean, they got to go to Alabama early on, and who knows what they're dealt with the Big 12 schedule. Like, this is a big year for Sark, man. Like, th this is year three, and if you get off to a tough start, like lose two or three games early on, I wouldn't be su surprised if he throws in the true freshman quarterback almost as an excuse mm. and a look to the future. Now, I don't think Texas will fire him because they don't want to jeopardize Arch getting into the portal, but you know how it works sometimes. Like, well, wait, here's a little, uh, here's a little glimpse into the future, though. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, it's like throw it out there as bait, right? Hey, we're bad, but look at this. You know, here's, here's what could happen. He's young. You know, you don't want him hitting the portal. You fire your coach. You just never know. Yeah. Um, I think 
that could uh, that could definitely happen for sure. But you know, I I still believe that Texas has a chance to be pretty salty next year. I guess what I need to ask you is, are they going to have their number one wide receiver back? Oh gosh, that is a question. Um, I don't know. Let's see. If he's flirting with Oklahoma like it's rumored that he is, I don't think that he's going to be back back at Texas next year. But I still have a hard time believing that OU's going to you know look at what has gone on there with him and sort of the drama that he's created and say, yeah, come on down, come on down. Yeah, we'd love to have you here. Maybe I'm wrong about that, and I'll admit it if, if, if he does end up at OU, but – there is certainly some scuttlebutt that he's like reached out to OU and has shown some interest, which I find fascinating. Yeah, well, it is, it's fascinating for a number of reasons. Number one, he's not in the portal yet, um, unless I haven't seen something, right? He's not in No, he's not in the portal. Yet. He's just threatened to be in the portal for about the past six months is what it sounds, sounds right. like. Right. I don't know if that is just a ploy to, to keep everyone from – or to keep everyone, you know, chasing down NIL stuff for him or what, but it, it would be hard to believe, right? It'd be hard to believe that what he's got going on NIL-wise, they're in Austin, driving around, I think he's driving like a sports car and living the, the big life. He ain't that getting he that would, here. Yeah, he, I, I'll right. tell you that. He's not getting that here. Uh, it'd be – It'd be a stretch to think that he's going to leave that and all of a sudden come to Oklahoma, but who knows? I mean, usually if there's if there's smoke on something, there's at least there's at least something going on there. Um, so I guess we'll wait and see what happens. I'll say this: I he is he's not a big wideout, but he could win one on ones and. That's kind of the thing we need. We need receivers that can win one-on-ones. I'd like to add some size, obviously, and I think that you know we, we're we're doing a little bit of that. We've we've got some uh, some guys that could be big threats uh, with some size. We just need development there. But he's a guy right away that wins one-on-ones. So I don't know. I guess we'll just wait and see on that that front, right? Well, uh, he'll probably be in a USC uniform next year, most likely, right? <laughs> Yeah, probably so. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on next here from the Carlstone. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Go big and drive home. Save on the new 2023 GMC Sierra. Those halftime adjustments, it really paid off right there. That I don't know about you, I don't think I ever made a halftime adjustment in my entire 18-year career. I think it's the biggest myth in football, the halftime adjustments, right? You go in, yeah, but you, eat, you use the restroom, you eat a couple of oranges, and then the head coach says, all right, let's go. There's the sheriff, Peyton Manning, during the uh, Manning cast last night. Tampa Bay, eh, they didn't come out looking hot in the third quarter. So Peyton Manning says, yeah, so much for halftime adjustments. That's never a thing. 
Uh, Bob Stoops agreed with that today earlier in the show, and you agreed with it as well. You you basically call it, if I uh, recall this correctly, a glorified bathroom break, halftime adjustments. Well, yeah, especially in the NFL. Now, in college, there's a little bit more time, and you actually have have more interaction with the coaches. Um, you can go back and reference a bunch of stuff and try and try and hit on some like whatever your problem areas have been, like let's go through it. What what exactly is happening? You know, you can get everyone together in in one room because you know a lot of times you've got whatever coordinators, uh, position coaches are upstairs, and you know they're trying to relay the message as to what's happening in a on a play that's bust. Uh, you know, through the phone downstairs to the players, and they're trying to draw it up, but you can actually get everyone in the same room at the same time and talk through some of those things. So more happens in college, but uh, if you are, if you're at a point to where you're changing some type of game plan or something at halftime, you're in a really bad spot. Like if there's any change that needs to occur, it should have happened after the first or second series. Like if something clearly is like something that you didn't, we're not able to control, and now you're going to have to make some type of an adjustment for it. That's done as soon as you walk off the field, like if it's a formation or an exotic that you just hadn't seen, that's going to be drawn up on the sideline before your butt even hits the bench. Yeah, and I, I didn't even like finish the entire quote from Peyton, and Bob was like, yeah, that's, that's, ex- that's exactly right, <laughs> yes. Halftime adjustments, that just means that somebody finally started doing what they were supposed to do in the third quarter back in the first half. That's what right. halftime adjustments means, which was a pretty classic response. That was awesome. Yeah, um, no halftime adjustments were made last night. How do you uh, handicap the remaining teams currently left in the playoffs? Because i got to tell you, man, Trying not to get my hopes up about the Dallas Cowboys going out to San Fran on Sunday night and going and getting a win. But it's hard. It's hard to contain my excitement, even with the bad kicker. Well, here's the thing. Um, I, I, I just, you know, we talked about it yesterday. It's just not a very good Tampa Bay Bucks team. I had a losing record coming in. Um, they really hadn't. I think, what did I say yesterday, that the, the Cowboys were the only – um, that's the only playoff team that they had beaten all year, and that was week one. That was the only 100-yard rusher that they had all year, and that was week God, one. Yeah, they cannot run the ball. Oof. Yeah, they've got some serious problems. Now, San Francisco, on the other hand, is they're playing like a machine right now. Um, you got a quarterback that's in a big spot that's never been there before, but – he also hasn't lost a start. Um, Were they won like nine straight, by the way? San Fran? That, they have that right? It looks like more than that. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Jeez, okay. Eleven. Wow. Yeah, and their last loss was to the Chiefs, and that was October 23rd. So this is a long time ago. So they're they've due. Lost the football they're game. due. That's what you're telling me. Okay, I like to hear this. They're due. Now they're running the ball really well. They are um, obviously they're 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 efficient at quarterback. But the reason they've been efficient 
at quarterback is because of how good everyone else is surrounding him. Um, you know, you got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, all those guys. You know, just those uh, two, man. Those are the like two most electric yeah. playmakers in the league. Like, yes, the 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 uh, quarterback injuries that hurt him this year. I mean, they've been just fine, but getting Christian McCaffrey that that was the game changer for him, man. And Brock yeah. Purdy playing as consistent as he has, and. I, I, I mean, I, I guess we recognized or re- remembered him more for his really bad turnovers at Iowa State. But is he a little bit twitchy than what we remember? Like, he, he can make some plays he with can his run. feet, man. No, he can run. You know, what what we remember, though, is like, I remember him making some plays with his legs, obviously. that like, He's done that. But he also makes some plays with his legs and then like, has a really bad result because of it like remember he had he ran and fumbled the ball and we had a uh fat guy touchdown scoop who scooped and scored was it uh it was redmond right yeah i think it was yeah, that's redmond. Right. yeah and it was then, redmond yeah so um then he also um I, I still don't know how he's breathing after that hit by perry on winfrey insane that hit was insane um, but he's played well now. They they are a well-rounded team, defensively, really strong. It that you're going on the road. Well, I know you were on the road against Tampa, but this is a totally different situation than what Tampa was. Totally different. Well, yeah, Tampa but can't they, Tampa mean, can't run the ball. They were awful last night running the ball. San Francisco is going to be able to run the ball, and they're going to be able to get yeah. it in their playmaker's hand, like we saw, like Dallas saw last year with Debo. In some very creative ways, Shanahan yeah, he is he he's one of the best in the league. He he's awesome. He is. He'll offer a bunch of variety, bunch of formational and shift stuff. Um, you know they use Debo Samuel in in some really unique ways. When you've got a guy like that, you can do all kinds of of great things with him. You know it's similar to what Kansas City did when they had Tyreek Hill. They get him the ball and just a bunch of of really. You know ways that you just can't predict before the game happens. Those things are really easy to put in offensively. That's going to be a good game, though. Like to me, that's this is going to be. It's going to be a great matchup. I was about to say that uh, it, it still surprises me every time I think about Kyle Shanahan that he played wide receiver at Texas. I'm like, man, I don't remember him playing at Texas. Well, that's because he had uh, two years on campus, o one and o two. 14 combined catches for 127 yards. So there, I think there's a reason that I don't remember his time at UT. Did he ever make a catch against OU? Um, well, he had seven catches both years. Um, I, I don't know for sure, but I would guess no. Sounds like mop-up duty catches. Yes. And they weren't in mop-up duty either one of those years for sure. So that's interesting. I don't know, dude. I, what's the line? Is there a line out on it? I think it was five. San Fran, three and a half. Minus oh, three it's and down to three and a half. It was five earlier today. It was the lowest oh, spread out of any of the playoff games. Man, I guess uh, some people really feel good about Dallas in a tight game with their kicker. I guess that's what that means. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. You got any other – what do you think, uh, Giants-Eagles, dude? I think the Giants are also like a dangerous football team Yeah, right now. I, um, Daniel Jones just played the best game of his career, just like Dak did. Um, and I'm a little bit nervous that he's going to be able to replicate that or, like, you know, do that again against Philly. Yeah. 
Bengals Bills is obviously. I think that's going to be an awesome game. Um, I don't know. I I favor the Bills, but I think that could be a toss up. Jaguars Chiefs. I do, I just don't see a way. Good job by the Jags winning. Uh, you know, week one or round one, but. The Chiefs would just have to play the worst game you could ever imagine to lose to the Jaguars, right? Yeah, but they were nah, – I'm not even going to compare the situation last year. I, I felt like everyone thought that a year ago when they played Cincinnati at home. It was like, God, I mean, yeah. the Chiefs are going to have to play really bad to lose to Cincinnati. And the Chiefs got to a big lead in that game, right? But I'm not ready to mm-hmm. compare – though Trevor Lawrence has looked really good the second half of the year, I'm not ready to compare Trevor Lawrence to what Joe Burrow was last year and like is currently. So I, I would tend to agree yeah. with that about Kansas City. Yeah, I I think uh, I think the Chiefs probably roll pretty handily in that one. Plus, Jacksonville's I don't know what the weather is going to look like, but it's going to be a little bit different situation than what they just played in. And yeah, this this is not going to. I I would be shocked if the Chiefs are a team that would fold the way that the Chargers did. Uh, we won't talk tomorrow, so this is the last time we will chat before a pretty big basketball game for both teams tomorrow in Stillwater. Uh, it's Bedlam, 8 o'clock, ESPNU, and they do have a line out. OSU is a three-point favorite. OSU is at 9-8 and eight on the year. OU's at 11-16. and 16. What's, what's your early feel on the uh, Bedlam matchup? We're 11-16, and 16, is that what you just no, said? No, 11-6. Oh, 11. I was about to say, what's yeah, what there's no way they play missing? that many games? Uh, I I like Oklahoma. I think I, I feel like this is one that we should we should be able to maybe still on the road. You're not going to have many opportunities. Uh, you're going to have to Sherfield's going to have to get his right, and then you got to find a way to generate some quick offensive points. I haven't seen a whole lot of Oklahoma State, so I don't know what they are defensively. But that's the teams that we I feel like we struggle against more are the teams that are really solid defensively. I think whenever it, it can be a little bit more loosely played offensive game that I think we're a little bit better scoring against those type of teams. But I don't know. I can't offer up much there. I like our chances. This is going to be one of the rare opportunities to win a road game. Well, it, it's, it may be your best chance remaining for a road game, even though that's probably going to be the best crowd of the year at GIA, I would guess. And you know how that works. That normally means OSU plays one of their better games of the year. It, it'll, it'll be a tight basketball game. I, I always think it's interesting, though, because you see or hear so many coaches out there kind of play down their biggest rival. Like we heard uh, what Jerome Tang say earlier. Head coach at Kansas right. State, they play Kansas. Like, show up because you play or because you love Kansas State, not because you hate KU. And you know, it's the old line of like, well, yeah, but we just take every game one game at a time. We handle it the same way. Mike Boynton, though, like he said this for a few years now. He's like, no, like this game is different. Like we recognize that it's different. We treat it differently when we play OU. Do you like that or yeah. do you hate that that he admits it? I I don't I, I don't mind it, you know. It's it's an interesting. We all know, we can all see that rivalry games are different, right? 
Rivalry games are different. You know, big time, like top ten matchups are different. Some games are different. You prepare differently, like the mood is different, the crowds are different. But as a coach, you don't ever want to let that be known that you recognize that things are different because as soon as you do, players take advantage of that. They look at the schedule. This team's not any good. That means that we're going to prepare differently. I can prepare differently. You just you have to be really careful as a coach, even though everyone can see it, you have to be really careful as a coach admitting it and what that maybe leads to is allowing players to maybe get on the roller coaster to be up and down depending on who you're playing. Yeah, well, I think OSU fans have liked it that he's pretty much yeah. approached things that way, which if he's trying to play to the crowd, then that's a good move by him. Yep, go ahead and call it out, which, you know, Hopefully it is a great crowd there. What what has gone on in Oklahoma as a state that we can't put people in arenas for games? Um, well, I think the average fan would say the product on the floor is the biggest reason. And if an OU fan is saying that, then an OSU fan will definitely say that because if it's felt like it's been – you know, some lean years around here recently, well, you can magnify that with Oklahoma State. They, they've, they've had a much tougher time on the floor the past 10 years. So I, I would guess that's definitely the case for them. The, the product there is just kind of soured in Stillwater. Man, because it was interesting. I listened to a little bit of the T-Row uh, in the morning show, and they were talking about the sa- kind of the same thing. Toby was talking about, uh, you know, they were doing it in a funny way, but how, like, we're trying to do anything that we can to get fans out, but, you know, you're going to watch Iowa State. It's going to be a full full arena. Kansas State's going to be a full arena. You go to all these different places, full arenas, but we can't do it here. And it's just, it's I've been talking about the same exact thing. I've been doing yeah. this for 10 years, and it's been a, like, that was, like, one of the first things I remember talking about whenever I started doing radio. Yeah, That this, the, the, and poor tackling. The, yeah, Those well, have been the two yeah. things. Well, we what are we talking about now? We can't basketball arena, and we can't tackle in the open field. What are we still talking about now? Kurt says it's called the OKC Thunder, Teddy. That was definitely the case at one time, and, and it probably still is a contributing factor. But it's not like they're getting great crowds right now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's got to be... It's got to be somewhat of a factor, but is that really it? Is that the is that the I big think difference? in the beginning, sure, it was a pretty big factor because you know people got to decide where to spend their money, right? And they were spending it with the OKC Thunder, but I don't think as many people are spending it at the Paycom Center now as much as they were then. So I, I, I can't tell you what the excuse is for most people. Yeah. I don't think the six o'clock tip-offs help most people midweek. No, but, you know, it's the same thing everywhere else. It's not like everywhere else is getting primetime weekend tips only. So, I don't know. I wish I had an answer for it. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left here from the Carlstone. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. 
Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems. A Sooner-born, Sooner-bred, locally... VA. Visit choose.va.gov. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you to the final hour of the of the rush. Hey, speaking of uh, OU basketball and getting out to the arena, that's what I'll be doing on Saturday for the OU Baylor game. In fact, I'm even going to be doing a pregame show for the OU Baylor game on Saturday. Nice. 1 o'clock to 2.30, a 90-minute pregame show. I'll be at 405 Burger Bar in Norman. Big buns, real meats. I'll be out there at uh, 405 Burger Bar, 1 to 2.30. Talking OU Baylor. Getting you ready for the basketball game. Hopefully it's a good crowd out there. Because that'll be a Baylor's ranked in the top 25 this week. So mm-hmm. I, th- this is just a very, for OU, there's just opportunity this week, man. Like There's opportunity to get a road win in the Big 12. And there's opportunity to get a top 25 home win this weekend. This is a good yeah. week to go 2-0. It's crazy that, you know, you're – you're hosting Baylor on Saturday. It's a two and three Baylor team in Big Twelve play, but it's the number twenty one team in the country. Yeah, All right. It's that's just it's wild. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a a really important swing. Like if you were to steal one on the road and hold serve against Baylor at home on Saturday, then you're easily in in bracketology. You're that, not you're not listed a, last four in anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, you're you're in, um, for sure. It's and maybe you get on a roll man. after that if you have what a three be a three game winning streak. You win both these this oh, week. Man, I forgot we play Alabama. You scared Dang. of them or what? Sounds like you are. No, I was just looking at the schedule, trying to find a place where we may be able to get on a run, and there's you can't find one. I. Right now, our last three games of the season are against are at Iowa State, at Kansas State, at home against TCU. Those teams are number twelve, number thirteen, and number fourteen in the country right now. So it's just there's not there's not anywhere that you can look at to find any breathing room. Uh, and then if you even throw in the non conference game against who's the number four team in the country right now, Alabama. Trying to find, yeah, so Alabama beat North Carolina when the Tar Heels were ranked number one earlier this year. They won at Houston, Houston when Houston was ranked number one this year. So they have two wins uh, over the number one team in the country. That's why they're currently ranked fourth at 15-2 and two on the year. Yep. They got it going Pretty out impressive. there, man. Really impressive. Yep. Good stuff, man. I, I You know what? I... Uh, for a while, I was on the NBA kick, but I've gotten back into some college hoops, man. I've been Good. watching more college hoops. Big 12 basketball's fun, man. When Big Monday's going on, and then you get the the Tuesday and Wednesday games. Like I don't, I mean, I'll watch some national college basketball, not as much as I used to, but I still enjoy watching Big Twelve hoops, and especially yeah, on Saturdays. Like you got five games stacked up. The best Saturday to me, outside the tournament, of course, but. I love the Big 12 SEC Challenge when you have all those games going on at the same time. That That's one of my favorite weekends of the year, speaking of that Alabama game. Yeah, 
Nope, I agree. That's going to be good. That's going to be fun. What what all is tonight? Um, KUK State is tonight in Manhattan. And let me see. You, you got some Baylor really Tech, uh, Texas, Iowa State Texas is at, at 7 Iowa o'clock. State. Yeah, so you Oh, have. my God. Is that really on ESPN Plus, Texas and Iowa State, number 7 versus number 12 oh, is on ESPN Plus? Of course it is. I don't know why you're surprised. What a joke. I guess, like, maybe I'm the only one that's annoyed by that because it requires, like, oh. a NASA engineer at my house to be able to get one of those games on my television. Oh, <laughs> you at TCU next Tuesday night. They, they play on uh, ESPN Plus, so get ready. Right. There you go. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back and wrap things up. Here from the Carlstone next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Buicks are back. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno has a lot full of new 2023 Envisions. That's right, several to choose from. Take up to 3100 off MSRP. Price to sell and ready to move. Load up this new year in a new 2023 Envision and drive those savings.